the world and welcome the most LAFC podcast in the solar system and the most football podcast in Southern California, Defenders of the Bank, the LAFC podcast. I am one half of this black and gold team here to preach to you that LAFC dream, the self-proclaimed Gypsy Prince. I am one Christian Philly Philemon and joining me once again in world famous Monster Studios, the warlock of wool, the tyrant of threads, the sultan of swats. No, that's not swat, regardless. It's I'm gonna Babe be Ruth. <laughs> J.R. Liebert. Babe Ruth. Hey, oh, Bambino. Scarf, Scarfino. There we go. Good Lord. Now I became a mafia member. It's the scarf. What's good, everybody? Ow. Uh, we're, we're feeling good right now. Look, this was... This was a fun one in Sporting Kansas City. For the first half, definitely looked like a trap. But you know what? That's okay. Not a trap. We did what we do in the second half. Philly, what a time. You've said this a couple of times now. Living in pinch me moments are the LAFC faithful. The Cathedral of Black and Gold is going to be absolutely nuts this coming match. I can't wait to see what it's going to be like. But Philly, we had, we had a good time. First of all, we're, we're back in world-famous Monster Studios. This is where the magic happens. There you go. And uh, had a wonderful time at the Cuervos and Tigers watch party in K-Town at Beer Garden. Really, really fun time, Philly. Fun times indeed. And like you alluded to, my friend, we are living in hashtag pinch me moments. We are literally watching history develop right before our eyes. And it is insane. I'm being pinched right now by the scarf. I did I'm, I'm, I'm going to drink to that. That was that was that was really nice. That I was did. that was that was really nice. I, I, I can't believe the moments we are living in scarf. Woo. We have seen a lot of tremendous things in our lives as sports fans. Yes. Us practically witnessing four decades worth of unbelievable sports moments, not so much in the world of New York Mets history, but no. LAFC history, season five, unbelievable the things we've seen, Gareth Bale, <laughs> Giorgio Chiellini, more on that later, going into Kansas City, Missouri, Children's Mercy Park, a house of horrors for us, if you recall correctly, Scarf, I do. in 2018, yes. we lost a gut-punching game to Sporting Kansas City, a game in which would have propelled us to the top of the Western Conference Division Sporting Kansas City beat us in four seasons or so. We have only won once in Children's Mercy Park. Yep. But that is not the storyline for today, is it, my friend? No, not at all. Look, it, it, this has not been a place that we have enjoyed playing. But in the series, it's been a very even series. Four wins, four losses, no draws. Eight times that we have played this club. Scarf, don't tell everybody you're, you're commando. I, no draws? No draws. No, no draws. draws. No draws. No, that's you, actually. Hey, hey, why are you breaking my silence, but, bro? Uh, no, look, Peter Vermees is an institution in Major League Soccer. That doesn't just mean he's old. That means he's uh, very good. But it also he means does. he's old. But he's also old. <laughs> the very look, first captain of the New Jersey uh, Energy Drinks. The, uh, the Metro New York, Stars. New Jersey Metro Stars. The I very first captain friend. in team history. There you go. Yeah, so he he has been in this league, uh, I believe, since 96. Or maybe maybe not that long. Is it, is, was it since 96? Are the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars an original yes, club? They they are, are, yes, right? that okay. they are, along so, yes. with that team down the 110. Yes, so he has been in MLS since 96. Stop me if you've heard that anywhere before. Uh, look, I, I do want to mention one other thing before we get into all the usual suspects that we do. Uh, Philly and I always watch some highlights before the match. We wound up going down the rabbit hole today and watched the end of a couple of different MLS matches that weren't yet over by the time we got back to Philomonster Studios. We saw the end of the Portland match. That was a fun one. 
Uh, you know, just some really good soccer out there. But the other thing that we did, and, and I'm and I'm not saying this just because we occasionally do work for 110 Football, but if you are not checking out the In Touch with Steve Chirundolo show on, I think it's on LAFC and 110 Football's YouTube, it's on both. This is a fantastic peek into the mind of one Steve Chirundolo, something that we certainly would have not gotten with Bob Bradley, and I would have loved to have seen it with Bob. Look, we had that incredible We Are LAFC uh, show the little limited series in 2000 was it 18 or 19 on 2018 ESPN my Plus. friend and that got that got people an emmy by the way that was pretty cool that was an award-winning show and, and look i think that this show is right on par with it it just gives you a great look into the mind of our coach steve chirundolo vince larosa an incredible job hosting it Really, really fun show. And we watched the last one where they talked about uh, Bale and Chiellini's debut. And it, it was another another great episode, Philly. No, very fantastic episode. And I mean, you said it. We watched the We Are LAFC documentary. Uh, I actually went back to it earlier today to kind of get myself pumped and to have remembrances of the, you know some of the times that we did go to Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City, Missouri. And Bob really was, for all intents and purposes, a intense human being. He held no punches back. He was all about football. Yeah. He would get pissed. It's it's good that he kept himself in shape because Lord knows, with his attitude and his like no-kill demeanor, if he was a portly fellow, he would have not lived to the age he is right now. On the other side <laughs> of the equation, we have one Steve Chirondolo who, well, he embodies that Southern California mentality where he is totally chill and totally calm, cool, and collective. And obviously, this team has responded to it in a way that we would have never anticipated. I went on record earlier this season and said I was cautious about having an unproven gaffer like Steve Chirondolo. But I also went on record saying I am no longer cautious. I am at this point beyond optimistic. Steve Chirundolo doing a great thing, doing great things. He's a cool guy. Obviously, watching that in touch stuff with our buddy Vince LaRosa has opened the doors into the mind of Dolo. And it's been fantastic, Scarf. Yeah, I was 100% all in. I was driving the bus hard forward there. I was ready for LAFC to do the things that they were doing. I, I did not think that we would have the incredible success as early as we did. I thought it would take a little bit of time, but I was all in, and I thought we would win the Western Conference Championship, and I still think we're going to win MLS Cup this season, even more now after the incredible match that we saw today. I just want to remind everybody real quick that the Mauricio Mo Facio Futsal Court in Southeast L.A. fundraising effort is underway. LAFC, the LAFC Foundation, and the 3252 are partnering to build a futsal court in Southeast L.A. in Mo's honor. And the link to donate is in our bio. And I've got a cool thought for everybody out there. Philly, let me know what you think about this. Uh, mine is a terrible thing to use, Scarf. That, there you go. Uh I think it was you that said, right, this is our, our look, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we have a new goal scorer after today's match. I believe that's number 15. You are correct, 15. 15 different goal scorers on the season. Defenders, if you are listening to this episode right now, episode number 204, if you're new to the Defenders Nation, if you've been with us on the ride for the entire time since 2018, go to our Instagram page. Go to the link in our bio. Click on the link to fundraise for the Mo Facio Futsal Court. Philly, that link is still up in our bio, correct? Uh, Let's have Philly check. Yeah. By, by the time you hear this episode, it will be up there. Either way, I believe it's still up. I don't it is still up there. Okay, good. It's still Victory up. is ours. 
in honor of our 15th goal scorer, if you can out there, doesn't matter what supporters group you listen to or you're, you're part of, doesn't matter how many episodes you've listened to, go there, and if you can, click on the link and donate $15 in honor of 15 goal scorers to help get this field done for the Fascio family, for the LAFC community, for the black and gold, for the faithful, for the millions. And millions! Who want to see this field get done in honor of Mo. Go on the link and just click and donate $15 if you can in honor of 15 goal scorers. I promise you that after the episode, you guys will see my name on there, and I'm going to make sure Philly does it as well. $15 to help build this field in honor of 15 goal scorers. Let's make it happen, and let's get this field built ASAP. Quick rundown of the episode. We will get into a very quick this day in LAFC history. Some news and notes. It'll be quick, and then a quick look. At the Las Vegas Lights and Angel City FC and a breakdown of the match at Children's Mercy Park in beautiful Kansas City, Missouri. Sorry, Missouri. Same thing. And a look at the standings and the schedule. Philly, a quick reminder to everybody out there, if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Defenders of the Bank and on Twitter at Defend the Bank. Look, it's not in our rundown, Philly, but... I don't know how. Maybe our account got hacked or something, Philly, a couple don't, days. Don't, don't say that. Wasn't it yesterday or so, right, that our account? I don't know how this got up there, but something about a new stadium name. Oh. I, I mean, I we just oh. saw a photo. I don't know what happened. Um, I thought Remitly was the official money lending partner of LAFC. Apparently, that might not be the case very often, uh, very uh, for very much longer. Look, we don't know. There's lots of things that happen in some of these pitch meetings, and when you got the clients out in the stadium, you want them to start dreaming big. Yeah, I mean... Maybe that's just what we saw. Perhaps. I mean, I think the first time I saw like what might have happened, I was chilling at a pizzeria, having myself a slice and a soda. It was an interesting situation. <laughs> yeah. That was for lunch. Later on that evening, I found my way into a taco Ria, that uh-huh. was another interesting transition uh-huh. in my day. So obviously, you know, you're you're not eating as much. I uh, I guess I'm eating for the both of us. I went to a pizza Ria, uh-huh. then a taqueria, yep. and all that mixed in with some beer gave me dia Ria, and that oh, was sort of the uh, the course of the day. It was it was an interesting situation, scarf. My my friend Philly here. He is nothing if not subtle. That's all I have to say. So, look, uh, that was just a thing we thought we would talk about before we got into this. Day I like pizzerias. History. I love pizza. Look, you I like taquerias you, too. You and I both love pizza. Not a fan of diarrhea, though. No. Any moving forward adjacent. <laughs> Let's get into this day in LFC history for both people that are still listening after that. Uh, we are recording this episode on Saturday, July 23rd, a day that we will happily list now on this date in LAFC history with some news that happened today. But let's travel back to 2019, Philly. And and this is how we bring it all together here on Defenders of the Bank because our news and notes segment ties in very closely with this day in LAFC history. July 23rd, 2019, Mark Anthony Kay throws out the first pitch at Dodger Stadium before a freeway series game versus the Angels on LAFC night. It was LAFC night at the stadium, which included appearances from Walker Zimmerman, Javi Perez, (laughs) Pablo Cisniega, Mark Anthony Kay, and Jordan Harvey. Technically, Jordan's still a part of the organization, but nobody else. Walker's gone. Javi's gone. Pablo's gone. Mark Anthony K is gone. Wow. 
LAFC net at Dodger Stadium in 2019, featuring nobody still on LAFC. In uh, on J- July 24th, 2018. So that if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to this on July 24th. That was the day, and I was there. I was right outside while this was happening. Lee Wynn kicked a soccer ball through the giant hole at Randy's Donuts in Inglewood. I saw it. Ooh, it took him one take. No, no. You could watch the We Are LAFC doc to know for a fact that did not take one No, take. no, no. He had, he, had, he had a couple practices, and then they said, all right, we're rolling on this one. Here we go. And then when they were rolling for the live shot, he made it on the first try. It was pretty impressive. Okay, if that's how you're going to paint the picture, yeah. then I'll nod my head a little more than what yeah. you originally said. But I like that you're bringing it back to We Are LAFC, trying to bring it back full circle. Dude, like it, it. it's it's really good. I mean, if you watch that documentary, yeah. we have come such a long way since 2018. I mean, we obviously come a long way in so many senses. We've had our expansions, our trusts. We've gone through full economic cycles, contractions, what you will, but like, man, is this not an expansion of a season? We are flying high, my man. God, I love it when Philly uses his finance words on the podcast. I'm Expansions, feeling really bullish. I'm feeling troughs. really bullish about the I year like scarf. It. I like it. Let's get into news and notes, Philly. Um, oh yeah, Tuesday, August 9th is LAFC night at Dodger Stadium. No way, dude. That shirt that they showed our uh, is that, that applause. All right. Our buddies over at Shoulder to Shoulder tweeted out the picture. I believe we, uh, Jonathan Reimer was on assignment for Shoulder to Shoulder there as well, taking in the game. We, we don't have to talk about the certain affiliations that Jonathan Reimer or, or especially his girlfriend were cheering for, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, August 9th, everybody. Mets. Tuesday, August 9th. LAFC night at Dodger Stadium when the Dodgers take on the Twins on a Tuesday at 7-10. See, I applaud the Dodgers organization because they know. They know. They're like, all right, we scheduled Galaxy Night and that went poorly. Let's uh, let's get LAFC Night on a night where we actually need to sell tickets. They're playing the Minnesota Twins. And for all of you that are listening in the Minnesota area, first of all, we appreciate you listening. We know you're big fans. Thank you. But not a lot of people are getting out of bed on a Tuesday at 710 to go watch the Minnesota Twins play. All due respect. Hold on not, a second. Getting yeah. out of bed. I'm just saying they don't getting out of bed. Right. They're not waking up in the morning thinking, "Ooh, I got that sweet Twins game at seven o'clock tonight to go to. Oh, okay. So, I mean, the way you painted the picture is, I don't know. uh, I mean, obviously this is the city. Well, New York is the city that never sleeps. Yes. No, you know what? No, anybody who wakes up in the morning knowing that they're going to go to Dodger Stadium is going to be really excited. And they're going to have an extra kick to their step because party in the city where the heat is on. Chavez Ravine is the place to be. Did you just say party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn? Are you Will Smith about Miami? Right? What just happened? I, I went halfway through it and I changed you it. Realize you realized You went full on Will Smith. That's not, you realize that's Miami. No, uh, no, no, no. When you completed the sentence and that was Miami, I cut it in half and that was LA. Look, don't forget everybody. You have to buy the ticket package, the special ticket package on Dodgers.com to get the cool t-shirt. Like I was saying, uh, our buddy Jonathan over at Shoulder to Shoulder took that picture of the scoreboard for LAFC night. It was pretty I think it was Jonathan that took the picture anyway. Uh, either way, really cool. So make sure you buy the ticket package Tuesday, August 9th at 710. And then Philly, we got a new member of the Black and Gold. LAFC acquiring Sebastian Mendez. He also goes by Jegson, but I think it's Sebastian Mendez from Seba. Orlando for a bunch of gam. There's like, all kinds of different uh, possible situations for the GAM. If he makes the roster, if he has certain thresholds, it's a lot of GAM. General allocation money. 
another talented Ecuadorian on the roster, Philly. The 25-year-old Mendez has capped 30 times for the Ecuadorian national team. He's been with Orlando since 19 and has capped 83 times. Hey, that scarfs. 83 times with one goal and one assist. He's done more as a defensive mid. And, and look, it, we'll talk about him a little bit later in the podcast. He's probably taken Poncho's minutes for the rest of the season, right? Probably? No, indubitably, because Pancho is going back to the Uruguayan Primera División, playing at Nacional, which, by the way, did you see Twitter today who his potential teammate is going to be? No. Luis Suarez. At at Nacional in Uruguay? In Uruguay. I read that earlier. I know I wasn't inebriated at that point. I read that and I thought, wow, Pancho is going to be getting minutes and playing with the biter of biters, Luis Suarez himself. And that's kind of an interesting scenario. And, and Pancho, look, if you listen to this podcast, it's no mystery how I felt about Pancho Janela. I always felt that, well, well, I'm not even going to get into it. He it's, didn't like him. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, he liked him as a person. I mean, Pancho's a really nice guy. Yo, he's a really nice guy. I mean, he's, you know, like vanilla, vanilla, missionary sex. It gets the job done, but not. it's kind of kind of boring. This kid, on the other hand, Seba, I mean, if you watched his highlight, his goal with Orlando, I mean, this, this kid's got a little hustle behind his muscle. He's bigger. He's more of a threat. He's an unbelievable passer when it really comes down to it. Statistically, one of the best passers from the midfield in this league. And like you said, he is capped with the Ecuadorian national team on 30 occasions. Pancho has yet to crack his international team. Granted, Uruguay is obviously a lot more stronger than that of Ecuador, but this kid Seba could be really good for us. Pancho, we we let him off the books. Seba's really good. I mean, he was Orlando's fifth highest paid player, but he fell out of favor within the first team, and obviously we pick him up. And if you would have listened to this Monday's episode of Extra Time, Everybody on there, Andrew Wiebe, Matt Doyle, they were all shocked that a kid of his talent ended up on a team like LAFC because there are so many other GMs that would have substantially benefited from getting a talented kid like Seba. But John Thorrington was the GM on the call. And for those of you who wanted John Thorrington's head last season, piss the frick off. Off, I, arguably I Wait, the GM Philly, where are those of the people year. Now, where are those people now? You I don't, mean, come on. you don't hear about the Boo Birds anymore. It's it's funny. I mean, LA is an interesting town. They love you when you're on top. They want to crucify you when you're down. But I don't really see the I hate John Thorrington people anymore. Why? Because he has done an exceptional job. And this isn't us trying to kiss up to the club. This isn't us trying to vie for our status and our perks. What perks? I would hate. To to show you what my season ticket bill costs. There are no perks. If anything, we pay for them. But John Thornton doing a tremendous job picking up this kid when somebody like a Minnesota United probably would have benefited far more. What Seba is to us is a backup for that of an Ilya Sanchez. This kid could have started in the midfield for any other club, but on LAFC, he's coming off the bench. And and that was a little mini rant with Philly. No rants. Uh, just a, thoughts. A little bit. Uh, that being said, look, uh, the reason why I asked if he's getting Poncho's minutes is because I, I'm curious to see as the season develops and we lose guys like Kellen Acosta, maybe to some international duty. That could be big. He said Ma- duty. I did. Jose Cifuentes uh, for international duty. If we lose Sifu, we're likely losing Mendez as well, right? So... It's going to be interesting to see how many minutes are left over for a player of Mendez's caliber. Anyways, 
we got a new guy on the black and gold. So there we go. Let's do a quick Las Vegas Lights update. Nothing about Howard E. Butt this weekend, Philly. But the Las Vegas Lights took care of business just a couple of hours after LAFC, playing in Oakland on the campus of Laney College, which is featured on Season 5 of Last Chance U. The Lights were led by goals from Danny Trejo and Tony Leone in their 2-0 win on the road. Those are indeed names also on the LAFC roster. Danny Trejo, of course, been called up several times. And then Tony Leone, he was one of the original three homegrown signings, along with Christian Torres and Eric Duenas. Vegas is now sixth and above the playoff line, Philly. Just a couple points above that playoff line. And I know you were curious. I mentioned Laney College, Philly. Two notable alumni of Laney College. Let's talk about Frank Oz. Frank Oz is a master puppeteer and voice actor, most notably playing and puppeting the roles of Miss Piggy, <laughs> Fozzie Bear, Animal, Animal, the Swedish Chef, and Sam the Eagle on The Muppets. Don't forget about Grover, Cookie Monster, and Bert on Sesame Street. And Philly, the reason why I knew about him in the first place, I actually didn't know all those other things that he did. He's freaking Yoda, man. He's Yoda in the star, both the voice and the puppet. Mm, Yoda he is. <laughs> Facts with the scarf you have. <laughs> that was a little bit of Cookie Monster in there, too. I like that. That was that was good. I got a Muppet joke for you. Oh, no. is this? Are, are the kids allowed to hear this Muppet joke? No, no, no. This would be one of those uh, you might want to like, well, what's long green and smells like pork? Oh, no. <laughs> Kermit the Frog's finger. Oh. I apologize to... <laughs> No, no, you're not allowed to play that after that. Turn that off. That was a laugh track. It was That's, funny. Uh, where's Where's the other? I mean, it, look, it, it says it right there. Is There it is. <laughs> there oh, come it is. on. That's good. It's not easy I, being green. I know. I just, we have so many parents that have to explain to their kids that joke right now. Uh, what? That, he loved Miss Piggy. He that, held on to her. What, that, what do you mean? That being said, the other notable alumni who went to Laney College, Philly, Tommy Wiseau. And if you don't know who Tommy Wiseau is, you are missing out. The cult classic underground movie, The Room. If you've heard about the disaster artist with James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau, <laughs> it is all about the making of The Room. Hi, doggy. <laughs> you guys, Tommy Wiseau is a cultural icon. Laney College, thank you for giving us... Tommy Wiseau, stop it right now. You be nice to Tommy Wiseau. Crickets. The, Crickets, uh, our original sponsor. The Angel City Minute. Angel City's next match is still coming up this Saturday, July 30th, against Rose Lavelle, Megan Rapinoe, and the OL Reign. Make sure you're there. We will be. That'll be a lot of fun. And Philly, that's just about it. Let's get into the breakdown of the match. We already talked about it. 4-4-0 and oh against Sporting coming in in our history. But this Philly is not your normal sporting Kansas City club. No, no. This is a battle between the first versus the worst. That's right. Sporting Kansas City, an exceptional fall from grace, sitting in 14th place in the Western Conference with a paltry, with a paltry 20 points. Five wins, 12 losses, 
five ties. The last time that we engaged in battle with them, they only won one game at home since Sporting Kansas City, not the Sporting Kansas City of old. And obviously their entire season was hexed when Alan Polito tore his knee. Gotti Kinda, another fantastic player for Sporting Kansas City, not there. And of course, Roger Redcard Espinosa got himself into a bind last game. He is out of this match. Sporting Kansas City, not the team that they've been in the players that they have. Johnny Russell, Daniel Shallowy, not playing to the level that they are normally accustomed to. Peter Vermees having a horrid time with this club. Look, uh, you always say his name wrong. It's Red Card Roger. That way he sounds like a pirate. I just, I just love. Don't worry. He's got one of my favorite nicknames in all of sports. Red Card Roger. The thing that you don't want is what he's known for. You have to understand, everybody, in Major League Soccer, in the history of the, the league since 96, all the players that have ever played, the most they'd ever accumulated in terms of red cards was seven until good old Red Card Roger came along and said, seven? I'm going for double digits, baby. This last Red Card was Roger's 10th. Oh, my God. 10th in. And that's just in Major League Soccer action. He's actually got 13 total for the club. 13 red cards in Sporting Kansas City colors, including 10 in the regular season. He's he's literally the Kenny Powers of MLS, getting thrown out of everything and anything that he possibly can. I, I mean, can. For, the, for our hockey fans out there, he's literally the Ty Domi of the league. Right? That's awesome. Bob Probert, Ty Domi, pick your battles. I Joey love, Koster. I mean, I, the list goes on and on. I love Red Card Roger. I think he he Do sounds you really. Like, he sounds like a. Of course, he sounds like How? a modern day pirate. He was one of those culprits who killed us in 2018. Ah, that was 2018. Live in the now. Yeah, I get it, but history has a tendency to repeat itself. Well, it didn't today because Roger couldn't play. <laughs> I, I, I mean, in reality, the best thing that happened to sport to Kansas City, as far as sporting is concerned, at Children's Mercy Park, is the fact that they got nominated as a host for the World Cup. This hasn't been a very good year for Kansas City. However, uh, yes. as I like to say, <laughs> or as you like to say, you've been saying that no, term more than I No, I like to say that you like to say it. Yeah, but then you like to say what I like to say, and you're liking this say what I'd normally say. <laughs> I mean, the fact of the matter is Sporting Kansas City actually has the ability to play for a piece of hardware that we no longer uh. have the ability to play for. This match going into it, we assume was sort of a trap game. But at the same time, Sporting Kansas City, I'm Whoa, not smoking I almost anything. almost lost Philly. Look at no, it. no, no losing Philly. Sporting Kansas City is going to play Sacramento Republic in a few days in the U.S. Open Cup semifinal, and that has more implications to it than a match against the first-place team. Sure, you're going to want to go out there and bring out your best guns against right. the best team in the game, but at the end of the day, this wasn't Sporting Kansas City's game to win. The game against Sacramento Republic is going to be fascinating, and I can't wait for that game, Scarf. Yeah, they're pushing all their chips into the middle for the U.S. Open Cup because, very simply, the winner of the U.S. Open Cup, well, they get to take home a trophy. And that's – you play every season for trophies. You have to pick your battles. And and I and I said this during the game. I was shocked that this happened. We'll get into the game recap, go over the lineups in just a second. But I was shocked to see a team at home – park the bus and try to get a point very, very early on. So that was, that was an interesting game today for sporting. want to say a quick congratulations to Carlos Vela. We'll get to the lineups in just a second. He made a little bit of history with tonight's start Philly. This start marked his 105th 
regular season appearance for the black and gold, passing Diego Rossi for second all-time 133 appearances by Latif Blessing is the team record. 133 for the club record. An amazing number. An amazing number indeed, but that's not the only thing that we have to congratulate Carlos Vela for. Go on. Uh, He was awarded an ESPY for best MLS player. Back-to-back, we've had two LAFC players be nominated and win that award. This year, it was Carlos Vela. A year ago, and it really seems like a very long year ago, it was Diego Rossi. That's kind of cool. You mentioned the fact that, you know, Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela neck and neck for those appearance awards. But we have two players on our team in our history that win ESPYs. how did Carlos Vela win that award? Can I just? I, 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 I'm gonna ask I, the I, question. Yeah, I'm gonna. I can. We could ask that too. But at the end of the day, who cares? He he did. I mean, yeah, but how? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I mean, right. I mean, tw- yay, yay! We have a an SP award. I mean, we've got two technically back to back years. I mean, we don't. They do. I mean, no, we have. I mean, we have nothing. What wouldn't our, that be cool to win an SP? What would we hold on? Defenders, you gotta, you gotta. So send us messages on whatever uh, uh, social media you like. Oh, God. What, now you're opening up the floodgates what, for insults. Absolutely. 100%. What category would they have to make up in order for the defenders of the bank? Philly and the Scarf. I got it. I got it. No, well, okay, but I want to hear theirs too. In order for us to win an SB, what category would they have to make up? Go uh, on, Philly. Uh, 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 the, the winners of the Shoey Award. The Shoey No, because Tai Tuivasa would win that. No, 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 no. I, I guarantee you I could drink a Shoey faster than he can. He would sit on you while he's doing it, though. Yeah, but I'd still... So here's the deal. (laughs) I am confident in the sense that there aren't many people that could out-chug me in a beer contest. Eric Badlands Booker. People are Googling furiously right now. Eric Badlands Booker could out-chug me. What? Yeah. All right, you know, call call him up. Call him up. All right, hey. Call him up. Eric, we know you listen to the podcast. Do me a favor. Hit us up on uh, at Defenders of the Bank on Instagram and Facebook. With Philly wants Scarf, to go. Scarf, you see me chug a beer. You really want to like pit me out that Philly, way? Philly, after this episode, do me a favor. Just Google Eric Badlands Booker. Let why, me know why, why can't I just Google it you right now? You can Google it now. I'm I mean, Google we're, it right we're now. literally in the middle of a podcast. But yeah, why not? You're not doing anything else. Sure. A- a- ADD. While, while I go over the lineup for Bad, Sporting Badlands Kansas Booker? City. Eric Badlands Booker. Yes. Uh, while I go over the lineup for Sporting Kansas City, Philly is going to see why he finishes second in a chugging contest to Eric Badlands Booker. Good the, Lord, that is a lot of food. The 4 Oh, he's from Queens. He is. The 4-1-4-1 formation that Peter Vermees rolls he's out. He's a competitive eater and a rapper. Yes. You, okay. you know him from all of the different times. Never mind. I can't get down that rabbit hole with you. Uh, God, that's Peter, a big man. 6'5", 400 pounds. You realize when you speak out loud into the microphone, it shows up on the podcast. I seem uh, to be having trouble controlling the volume on my goal, own voice. No, the volume is fine. Goalkeeper. Oh my God, Scarf. Jesus 15 Mary burritos in eight minutes. <laughs> two pounds of chocolate candy in six. 16 and a half cannolis in six minutes. Four pounds of corned beef hash in a minute, 58 seconds. Cheesecake. 50 mini cheesecake. All right. But I brought this, him this, up for a particular this reason. Masa balls. He's 30 masa balls. <laughs> you guys hear his New York Masa balls. His New York accent. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you going through puberty? What's with that voice? Scar, but nothing here. Oh, hold on. There it is. He sets the Guinness World Record for the fastest time to drink two liters of soda, eight minutes and 45 seconds. Scarf, I don't care if he can eat matzo balls and tennis balls. I'm going to out chug him (laughs) in a shoey contest. He said, 
He said matzo balls, but it was like all the New York accent came <laughs> it, out. It, it comes out from time. You're I'm in a even... weird. I'm in a weird position in my life. Angelinos aren't going to claim me because I'm not from here. I've been here long enough to where my people back in New York don't want to claim me. I'm I'm all alone. All right. So the reason why Philly that I brought up Eric Badlands Booker and then we really need to start talking about this is that he guzzled a gallon of Nathan's lemonade. In under 30 seconds to win the event. No, that's incorrect. A, under 37 seconds. It says here. I, I'm looking at it right here. Is that 2021 or 2022? 2021. See, yeah, no, he broke his record in 2022. Daniel Wikipedia for not being updated. Under 30 seconds. I'm just saying he is the chugging king. Do you have any idea how hard it is to eat one matzo ball, let alone 30? <laughs> And what 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 in the hell is a hamantaschen? You don't know hamantaschen? I mean, I don't, I don't think I can so eat fifty many, of them in six minutes. You have so many bubbles right now screaming at their micro at the at the an Ashkenazi Jewish triangular filled pocket pastry. It's incredible. <laughs> a hamantaschen is fantastic. Oh, I've seen these things. I of apologize on behalf of Philly. We have gone completely off the rails here. Yo, this thing looks like something out of Stranger Things. Hamantaschen is fantastic. It looks evil. Oh my goodness. Philly, I don't I don't know. What it's got do. poppy seed filling. Philly has never seen the Matrix or played I'm bingo. From, I'm from the most Jewish neighborhood in Queens, and I didn't <laughs> and know you what don't a hamantaschen. Know <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we talk about football, please? People do ask you if you're Jewish. Your first name is Christian. That's you, my favorite part Do you part have any all. idea how many holidays I've taken off in my finance <laughs> career? I will never forget just coming into... It was Smith Barney back in 2006. Oh Rose, God bless her heart. <laughs> I'm walking into the office one day. She's like, Christian, happy Rosh Hashanah house. It's your new year. And all I could think of is please repeat that sentence. Oh, I, I, I played hooky. Y'all thought it, I was a Jewish. It, what kind it, of a sarcastic mother do I have? Isn't it Lashana Tova, right? I don't know. Anyways. Who's Lashonda? Oh, my God. The goalkeeper, <laughs> Tim Melia, at least for part of the game. Logan Ndenbe, Andreu Fontas, Nicholas Isimat Mirin, Graham Zussi, Remy Walter, Daniel Shallowy, Eric Tommy. He was really fun to watch, by the way. Oh, oh well that this is a new kid. Go, go ahead and talk about it, because I know he's he's Well, no, he's give German. the rest of the lineup, and then I'll go off on my tangent. Oh, again, Felipe Hernandez, Johnny Russell, Kyrie Shelton rounds out the starting 11. Backup goalkeeper John Pulskamp <laughs> would, play, we're talking would, about would play into this match at some point. Cypriot Marinos Tsionis, who he was also fun to watch. Cameron Duke, amongst others, in the 18. And Philly is going to talk about... Uh, the uh, the German Eric Tommy, who was a very new signing for this club, and then he's going to go through the lineup for LAFC while I get my second. By the way, while we're recording, I'm drinking the Aha caffeinated Fuji apple Whoa. and white tea. Wait, what's your idea? Aha. No, but, but what's, yeah, I get it. What's your idea? Yeah, Fuji. Oh, God. But <laughs> talk about Eric Tommy. All right, there's not really much to talk about in that sense. Sporting Kansas City brings on, they bring on two new players. Wait, I just said talk about a guy, and you're like, eh, there's not that much to talk no, no, about. No, I'm, I'm getting into it. I mean, what there's just happened. Scarf, go, right, go, 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 have your, go have your idea. Okay. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Eric Tommy, along with Willie Agata, are Sporting Kansas City's two newest signings. And a couple of interesting notes to bring up. Willie Agata, he he featured in the 18. He was not part of the starting lineup. But he comes to Sporting Kansas City by way of the Israeli Premier League. Now, if there's anything that we can say as far as Sporting Kansas City is concerned, this is the second player that they brought in from the Israeli First Division. 
Gotti Kinda, who unfortunately is hurt this season, a really good player for Sporting Kansas City, also comes in from that league. Eric Tommy, and you're going to hear a lot of his name because he had a lot of great opportunities and he was part of a lot of set pieces for Sporting Kansas City. He comes into the Midwest by way of Stuttgart, FC Augsburg, Kaiserslautern, and Fortuna Dusseldorf. This is a kid who's gone through the trenches of the Zweite Bundesliga and he really showed how good he can be. He was a threat in this game, but he graced Sporting Kansas City's lineup. He was a player not to sleep on despite the fact that Kansas City is the worst and LAFC is in first. This is a player that I thought could have really contributed to the fact that we anticipated a trap game, but it wasn't a trap game. As far as LAFC is concerned, their starting lineup consisted of the following. In between the pipes, Maxime Cripo. The back line consisting of Franco Escobar, Jesus David Murillo, Scarf's favorite player, Giorgio Chiellini. Oh, yeah. And welcome back, Chiqui Palacios. If you're wondering why we're saying welcome back, he sat out last game because of yellow card accumulation. He comes back into the lineup. The midfield consisting of Jose Cifuentes, Kellen Acosta, and welcome back, Ilya Sanchez. Ilya Sanchez having played five years for Sporting Kansas City, an MLS All-Star in 2018, winner of a U.S. Open Cup in 2017, along with Latif Blessing and former LAFC midfielder Benny Failhaber. He got himself a hero's welcome in our front line consisting of Mahala, Quadwo Poku, Chicho Arango. Man, is he on a roll. And Carlos Vela. What about the 18, Philly? Anybody big in the 18 that we should worry about? So we got Big John McCarthy, Eddie Segura, Mama Dufal, Latif Blessing, Ryan Hollingshead, Sebastian Ibiaga, and... I can't believe it. Gareth freaking Bale! Wasn't, uh... Wasn't our new guy Mendez also in the 18? Yeah, he was there too. All right, cool. He, pl- he, act- he, he played later on. Yeah, uh, he did. So, Philly... Yeah, I uh, I was spraying for ants, uh, helping helping my dad around the house a little bit. I think that's the reason why. Wait, so hold on. You were spraying for ants, and Nina had problem with her plumbing. Yeah. Okay. We were in two different locations. Okay, cool. Uh, Just making sure. But that being said, I got there in the eighth minute. So why don't you take the first eight minutes of our notes, Philly? I mean, as far as the first, I mean, we had in the three-minute, Daniel Shallowy had a shot that bounced off of Chiellini. It was a corner for Sporting Kansas City. Is that the one where he hit it off his head? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was a dangerous corner, but Maxime Cripo punched that. That happened within the first 180 seconds. Uh, Did Shallowy apologize to Chiellini for doing that? I mean, Chiellini probably... He enjoyed it. Yeah, he enjoyed it. For sure. No doubt. All right, moving on. Yeah, no doubt. Four minutes. Walter fouled Cheeky. Nothing really went on there. In the fifth minute, we had a yellow card on Kellen Acosta. It was a BS foul on Hernandez. We had a free kick by Sporting Kansas City. Tommy hit it right into the hands of Maxime Crepeau. And Peter Vermees in Sporting Kansas City putting a lot of hope and a lot of responsibility on Tommy. Taking free kicks, taking a lot of the corners. This is a kid who's been part of SKC for no time. All of a sudden, he's featuring in. Seven minutes in, Chicho Arango with a shot right into the hands of Tim Melia. And uh, we see another situation in which Tommy taking a set piece, but in comes the scarf. A really skinny <laughs> scarf. Into the beer garden, we have a really skinny shawl. I, a really, know that really, really thin skinny. bufanda scarf. This is the smallest I've ever seen you. You're like that Family Guy episode with Kate Moss <laughs> where she turned to the side, she oh, disappeared. Geez. You disappear when you turn to the side. <laughs> Bye. 
dude, in honesty, all jokes aside, I'm really proud of you. You normally are the one to entice and coerce me yes. to get sauced and to get into trouble. Yes. I haven't really like tried to entice her or, or tempt you, but Which I been, appreciate. You've been really consistent. You've been on a mission and I mean, hands off and pants off to you. You can't even fit in your pants anymore. What'd you lose? Like 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 fifty pounds? Uh, yeah, Philly said something that we're gonna have to cut out, but I appreciate it. it's cause he's excited for me and I, I really do look, the the doctor told me to lose fifty. That's Jonathan Reimer? No, not that doctor. Uh my actual medical doctor uh said, Hey, uh we know you need to have this right ankle surgery and we'd be very happy to do it for you. You just have to lose fifty pounds first. So I was like, Oh, Cool. So there's a there's a huge difference out there, by the way, everybody. There's a huge difference between you looking in the mirror at yourself and going, wow, I, I really need to lose 50 pounds. And a doctor telling you, hey, no, you don't understand. You really need to lose 50 pounds. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to quote the, the Blues Brothers here. I'm on a mission from God right now. And uh, and look, down 37 so far, and I do appreciate it, Philly. It has been the hardest summer of my life. Normally, summer is the time where, as a teacher, you know, you don't have to teach kids. And I, I run a summer camp, so I'm I'm around a lot of usually a lot of younger people that want to go out and go party and and drink and and eat and do all that stuff. Yeah, I haven't done any of that this summer because you know what, my health and my well being, I've got to actually put that first for once, and I and I'm working on that. I'm down a good ways. I still got a good ways to go. The total goal, by the way, the total goal is 87 pounds. But the first 50 are the important ones. I got to work real hard to get those off. God bless you, so sir. That, so, you know, maybe we can get this ankle surgery done. I can get back to not being a very good soccer player. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> when were you ever a good soccer player? No, that's player? what I'm saying. I got to get back to not being a very good soccer player. Got it, I've got I've never, it. never been good. You suck at FIFA, too. I, I don't suck at FIFA. Of course you suck at FIFA. You don't play it, so therefore you suck. I Them's is them's is fighting words. Uh, I truth hurts. Truth I, hurts. I will. Okay, guys, <laughs> Philly and I are going to play each other in a charity match now in FIFA. We'll see who wins. Yo, FIFA, that's fun. FIFA actually owns a FIFA. Philly, Philly, not FIFA. His name is Philly. Uh, Philly actually owns a PS4, and I do not. And there's a PS3 in front of you, and uh, a little mini Super Nintendo, and a mini NES. In the 15th minute, Cheeky got beat on his side. Chiellini came to help, but uh, unfortunately gave up the ball as well. A sweet pass to Eric, Tommy, and Philly. It really should have been one nothing Sporting very very early on. I got there, and about seven minutes later, Eric Tommy makes his presence known in the seventeenth. Max corrals ahead header pretty easily, and in the eighteenth, I really like the one v one defending by Murray. We just have very, totally stripped shallowy. But we have very good center backs, you guys. I mean, come on, Eddie Segura is waiting in the wings there to come into the match. One of the things that we really didn't talk about is we didn't have a ton of depth. In our 18, in the players that were eligible, I mean, we really had one striker. It was Gareth Bale, by the way, as our one striker of depth. But I mean, that counts as like five. He's right? like He's like a Jedi. But we had what? No Danny Musovsky out injured. Legs. We had no Ishmael Tajiri Shradi out injured. Hurt. Still Julian Gaines's pelvis. The, the most, the worst pelvis and, in, in industry injury indus- of all time. And, and look, there's all the rumors, right? About Santos, Pele's old club. Knocking on the door for Brian Rodriguez. So he's been questionable for the last several matches with a leg injury. <laughs> Brian. And yet still, oh, Brian. Though he was questionable, couldn't to make the 18th. South America, he's gone flying. So uh, uh, that's one of the lines, actually. Um, I, I Latif, I guess, 
we'll we'll eventually talk about Latif maybe playing a little bit of striker. Swiss Army in this, blessing. But we really only had one striker on the bench. We really only had one midfielder on the bench. I mean, this was a team that was stacked with midfielders. And now it was really just Latif Blessing other than Mendez, who had been on the club for six minutes. So I thought, okay, really only one midfielder that knows what he's doing. And then we got we got help on the back line. When you got Eddie Segura and Mamadou Fall and Sebastian Abiaga on your bench, teams would kill to have those three guys as starting center backs. So it, it would be an interesting match. Philly, one of the other things we didn't talk about, it was flipping hot. 100 degrees is what it felt like there on the field with like 40% humidity as well. And these guys, man, the jerseys were sticking to them after like 37 seconds of running around out there. It, they were they were drenched is what I'm trying to say. Uh, look, I, I thought that 30 minutes in, what I thought that sporting was going to do was absolutely happening. Sporting was throwing everything forward. If they could somehow, this was one of those games, Philly, that would be so aggravating. If they could somehow steal a goal early, find us, you know, catch us napping or catch us on the counter, although they don't even have guys that are good at the counter, although Tommy was really good. If they go up one nothing, now they're putting nine guys in the back every single time we cross midfield. That was my biggest worry, that something like that would happen. That an Eric Tommy right there in the, in the, what is that, 15th minute, it really could have happened that way, Philly. And this game would have played out very, very, very differently. Uh, but in the 30th minute, we get a rocket by Cheeky, which was saved for a corner by Tim Melia. And Cheeky, what I loved about this shot, Philly, there was no finesse on this shot. This was an absolute howitzer from the foot of Cheeky Palacios. The corner was a little long. Murray got ahead on it, and I really liked what they were trying to do uh, using Jesus David Murillo, using Jose Cifuentes on these corner attacks. And then, Philly, after the 31st minute, it's time for orange wedges and some water for a hydration break. No kidding, and obviously everybody on the pitch needing that hydration break. You talk about worrying that Sporting Kansas City is going to score a goal. The only reason we would have had any worry is this kid, Tommy. This kid, Tommy, normally connecting. But Kansas City, they really are the worst. They've only had 19 goals scored this entire season. DC United is another bad team in Major League Soccer. But they've got 26 goals for on the season. And they've got Taxi Fontas. He is so much fun to watch. Nobody scores fewer goals in Major League Soccer than Sporting Kansas City. So not a team we would have anything to worry about. Picking things right off. 34th minute. Murray a little overly aggressive. Maybe a little late. Free kick to the left of the box right on the goal line. 35th minute. Great defense. Max punches it away. Then solid defending by the back line. And, well... This is the thing that sort of frustrates me. I never would have imagined us having this kind of a situation watching a professional sporting event in the United States. We had technical difficulties in this 37th minute. And that extended its way to the 42nd minute. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know about who your internet service providers are or what company you utilize, but I truly feel the integrity of Wi-Fi and internet connectivity has gone by way of the toilet in the past few years. 10, 15 years ago, we would think a T1 line was that of an impressive stature. We're talking 1.44 megabits per second. Nowadays, that is almost comical to have as far as your internet speed is concerned. We should not be having connectivity issues. We should not be having 
any kind of these scenarios. If we can find a guy in a hole in the middle of the desert, then we should all be able to watch LAFC play Sporting Kansas City in the United States. Why we have to wait five minutes to watch this game is beyond me. Uh, bad hot weather was 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 to blame for that. Are we assuming that we're going to face the same challenges during the World Cup in a couple of months in Qatar? I think not. It is comical. If MLS wants to supersede some of the major leagues in North America, you can't go five minutes of dead airspace. It wasn't where we were. They went to the media department where Mark Rogandino and Jordan Harvey were talking. It is inexcusable to lose five minutes of a 45-minute half in North America watching the best team in Major League Soccer take on the worst team in Major League Soccer. Inexcusable and disgusting. So you, so you, we, told, me, you told me the last thing wasn't a rant. This is a rant, right? The, you know what? At this point, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Apple TV because I don't think Apple TV would allow for this nonsense and this BS to happen. I mean, look, you mentioned... You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Oh, boy. Uh, you, you mentioned the World Cup in Qatar. I think their production budget is a little more than the Sporting Kansas City uh, LAFC match. But that's okay. Either way. Uh, look, let's talk about... Once we got back, right, it was, what, the 43rd minute? All of a sudden, a corner kick is happening. Maxime Crapeau grabs it out of the air. And also in the 43rd minute, Chicho grabbed from behind the free kick leading to a corner in the corner. Well executed again. It is Kellen Acosta. And Kellen Acosta, by the way, on his corners. He was very, very good today on his corners. I think, again, I was having a conversation with somebody else about the U.S. men's national team and how Kellen Acosta is not necessarily a lock. But if he keeps putting these balls on a string the way he does to the uh, off of corners and off of free kicks... I don't know how you leave him off. It's going to be real tough. Look, obviously, I, I feel like I am a little biased in that I get to watch Kellen Acosta play every day. I do think De La Torre might have played his way onto the cup roster, but this is not a U.S. men's national team podcast. In the 45th minute, the play of the game, Philly, up until this point, was made not by Tim Melia, but did we ever get that player's name, by the way, who made that save? Uh, for for yeah, sporting yeah. L- Logan uh, Dembe, Logan, Logan and Dembe. That's right, yeah, Logan he, and Dembe. He had the hell of Thank a play. You. This was the play of the first half. Mahala, who had an incredible game today. I really loved the game that Mahala Opoku had. Fought through two defenders to make an excellent pass back to Jose Cifuentes, who took it on the one-timer and right at goal. And we we initially thought on the broadcast because he was kind of screened out from it. We didn't see Logan and Denbe at first, uh, but it was beautifully saved off the back line. It really... It should have been the first goal for LAFC, and it could have very easily been 1-1 at that point. We go into the half tied. As it was, we went into the half level after three minutes of stoppage time where pretty much absolutely nothing happened. Nil, nil at the half, Philly. It was hot as heck out there. Our guys looked a little bit tired at the end of that first half, but you know what I was thinking, Philly, at the end of the half? Uh, I wish I was having barbecue in Kansas City. Oh, man, that's not a bad thing to be thinking. You're right. No, what I was thinking is that just means Dolo magic is happening again in the second half. And and I was talking with some people and I said, we're going to get two in the second half. Let's see how that plays out. I mean, LAFC is a team in which if they score the first goal of the game, they are 10 and 0. If they score more than three goals, undefeated LAFC completely different this year than they have been in years past. Normally they would start out red hot and kind of fizzle towards the end of the game. They are 
a second half team. And we would hope, all of you would hope, the millions. You know I was drinking when you did that. And millions. I, I thought you stopped drinking. No, it's aha. Uh-huh. Ah. Fuji apple and white tea. All right, sorry. Let's try this again. Yeah. Uh, the millions. And millions. Would anticipate and hope that LAFC will continue to be a second half team because I would rather have that than a first half team that fizzles in the second half. But yes, going in, no doubt we had nothing but confidence as far as shots are concerned. Real quick, the halftime stats, seven to five shots LAFC on target, three to one LAFC possession, relatively consistent, but both teams passing really, really well. So if you are a stat guru and a stat junkie, you would appreciate it. The way the ball moved between the midfields on both sides. A lot of really, really good ball movement, but not that many shots and zero goals. Giggity. And not that many, uh, and no goals to really brag home and write to mom about. Nope. Nothing at all, but one thing you could write to your mom about is that Eddie Segura comes into the match at halftime for Giorgio Chiellini. Uh, I do want to mention, by the way, this entire episode that our buddy Chris Lafferty is sitting on the couch here in beautiful Phil Monster Studios. I realize we haven't talked about that we have Chris here in the studio as well. Uh, I, I hope I hope he's still going to be friends with us after this. Are you kidding? I don't he's, know if he's horrified by witnessing an actual live recording of Defenders of the Bank. He's pretty entertained about all that shenanigans that happened earlier. I, I, he's behind and, me. I don't know. He I, he might have lifted a middle finger at and, me. I don't and even look, know. Uh, what I love about LAFC... As we start out the second half, we literally started out playing downhill. I absolutely loved the first five minutes. LAFC came out with their hair on fire. Mahala just a little long to Vela on a beautiful break. And then just a minute later in the 49th, LAFC was offside. But again, pushing numbers forward now, really getting things going. And in the 50th minute, Philly, I don't know how much this moment changed the game, but I know it definitely... I. I don't know that uh, that Pulse Camp gets to one of these, but definitely not to the other. Tim Melia, the absolute backbone of Sporting Kansas City. The Look, we talk about all the time how important it is to have a good keeper. They have been able to set it and forget it on their back line with Tim Melia as keeper for several seasons now. He is as good as it gets in Major League Soccer. The former pool keeper... Yeah, for Major League Soccer, as we as we heard on a podcast, we we had we had an incredible interview. That was so much fun, Philly. Charlie Line, have yep. you seen his hair now? Yes, yes, he's looking like Jesus with a beard. An yeah, incredible beard. Yeah, Charlie Lyon is the international man of mystery. He was such a fun episode. By the way, go back and listen to the the interview we did with Charlie Lyon, another former pool keeper for Major League Soccer. Tim Melia, as good as it gets. But he knew as soon as he tried to run back on a recovery after sliding to try and make a tackle that something wasn't right. He pointed right to his hamstring and said, it's not good. No, no, no. He also said several other words that we can't repeat on the podcast. And in the 52nd minute, John Pulskamp comes in for Tim Melia. I believe, Philly, this is the first time this season that we have had a goalie substitute against LAFC. He was a youth player for the Galaxy of all teams. Gross. But never made it anywhere in the Galaxy organization. Sporting Kansas City 2. And, and that's Sporting saying a KC. lot because their backstops have been trash yep. for years. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Sporting Kansas City 2 and SKC as a pro. 35 total appearances between the two clubs since 2019. So not a ton of work 
over the last four seasons, 19, 20, 21, and now 22, just 35 appearances. And Philly, it would take just four minutes to get baptized by fire by LAFC. I mean, it was, it, it never ceases to amaze me, this player continuing to contribute, and he might disappear. He might not have a good game, but oh, does he come in clutch in so many situations. In that 58th minute, we get a goal from Chicho Arango, <laughs> surpassing Rossi with more of his golosos. Ah, oh, yes, it's Chicho. Chicho Arango. Keepers, he's thrashing in checks. He is cashing. Yes, it's Chicho. Please keep scoring goals. Yes, keep scoring goals. He strikes for his ninth goal of the season, but that would not have happened had it not been for the brilliant passing from Carlos Vela to Mahala Quadwoopoku. Chicho Arango putting Pulse Camp on notice, and he scored in his, I mean, his seventh goal. In eight games, Chicho Arango is on a roll. And yes, there have been rumors about him being shopped around. And LAFC would be foolish not to listen to them because they brought in Chicho for like a half a million bucks. If somebody wants to give us two, three million, we're banking hardcore. This obviously would kill our chemistry because nobody is scoring consistently like Chicho Arango. Nobody has gone on this much of a goal-scoring streak other than maybe Carlos Vela in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Chicho Arango is the real deal. The fact that Chicho Arango gets paid as much as he does is shocking, which doesn't surprise me as to why LAFC is looking to potentially ship him out. But quite honestly, I don't want to lose him. This kid is so incredibly valuable. People will argue that, yeah, he's a liability on defense. I would hope to. He's go- not paid to play defense. I would hope to God whoever they would look to fill that void is the greatest generational talent in Major League Soccer. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is scoring goals like Chicho Arango ever since he graced LAFC's roster in August. He has been a blessing. Shout out Latif and a unbelievable discovery. You could say, oh, he's scoring in the Colombian Primera Division for uh, the, the club that he has been scoring for. That doesn't matter. He He's taken MLS by storm, and he's fantastic. I would absolutely be sick to my stomach to lose Chicho Arango this season. Yeah, look, my, my personal feeling on it all, first of all, Philly, we haven't heard those rumors in quite some time now because of what you're mentioning. The reason why we haven't heard those rumors is because Chicho has made it almost impossible to move him. He has scored goal after goal after goal after goal after goal. And my personal opinion as of right now, this is I don't know any insider information at all, but my personal opinion is this. Not only has Chicho most likely removed himself from any consideration on being moved, but I even think, and again, no insider information. Here's the thought that I have. And I could be wrong. I don't care. I've been wrong before. It happens. I personally think that Chicho may have even altered the organization's pursuit of a DP at a particular position. Yeah, fair. That that maybe the organization looks at a player like Chicho Arango and realizes maybe we don't need a striker. We don't need another number nine or another goal scorer, a 10. 
Maybe we need to look somewhere in the midfield. Maybe we need to look somewhere in one of those non-traditional spots for a designated player in Major League Soccer because the embarrassment of riches that we have is just so great. Now, you need more than three. And as of right now, LAFC really only has three that you can count on week in and week out. Mahala has some very, very good games and some games where he's not very good. Same thing with Danny Musovsky. Same thing with anybody I think that we would bring up, a Danny Trejo, a Cal Jennings, a Christian Torres, whomever it is that you think it might be, even Ishmael Treasury Shradi, if he can stay healthy. So we need more than three. And obviously, there's a very good chance that we have two designated player spots opening up sometime soon. But I really do believe that Chicho Arango, this goal-scoring prowess that he has been on over the last several, about a month, month and a half or so now, I believe he may have even altered the organization's approach on signing their next designated player. That's how good he has been. That's why Brian Rodriguez is expendable now. That's why LAFC is not just best in the West, but best in MLS. That's just just my thought. In the 61st minute, I, I was bummed. You were bummed, Philly. Eric Tommy comes off for Cameron Duke because, look, that was their most dynamic offensive threat through the first hour of the match. So, Eric, so then why Eric were Tommy we was, bummed? Because he was fun to watch. All right. Well, he no, was, he was dangerous to watch. Yeah, but he was fun to watch. I yeah, like that. Yeah, Look, yeah, it'd be I, fun to watch if he wasn't playing LSU. I want to beat teams on their best days. I don't want to beat the dregs of whatever's yeah, left. Yeah, I mean, that's that, then that's not sporting Kansas City. We I, have to wait till next year to well, have the best. But, but this is the best of their day that they could offer. So nasty clash of heads between Kellen Acosta and one of the SKC players. They're both down. And as they're both down... Gareth Bale and Ryan Hollings said, "Get up!" You could hear Holy it from the Toledo. crowd. They they showed them uh, they showed them on the broadcast because it actually worked there. The broadcast did, and in the 65th minute, the fans of Sporting Kansas City out there in beautiful Children's Mercy Park got treated to a little gift. Ryan Hollings said, "Subs into the match." <laughs> wow. What a pump fake of a comment scarf. What else happened? I mean, if we were down in Frisco, Texas, then I would have been like, yes, the crowd probably would have gone crazy because they would have welcomed back one of their own Ryan Hollingshead. Ryan Hollingshead is a a very solid backline defender. But why would anybody at Children's Mercy Park give a hoot? They weren't cheering for Ryan Hollingshead. That wasn't for Hollingshead? No. So it's, it turns out that we got this guy from Wales. Yeah. Uh, he played for some team in Madrid called Real something or other. Yeah. It turns out that he's pretty darn good. So That's the reason why everybody went... So, so it wasn't for Ryan, Ryan Hollingshead? No. no. Everybody went Rudy Pood, Candy Booty, like, cheering <laughs> with their with their, with their brewskis and their bar barbecues and their chicken wings in the air. Gareth freaking Bale, baby. <laughs> the captain of the Welsh national team. Gareth freaking Bale, the winner of five UEFA Champions Leagues and too many trophies for me to want to warrant and mention. Yeah. Awesome. They're- awesome. We have Gareth Bale. It's Sporting Kansas City Bales. Because we got Gareth Bale. A-A-A. I'm drinking ale. Oh, for geez. Gareth Bale. Oh, anyway, geez. carry on. I, I do want to mention something that Chris mentioned uh, to us while we were uh, prepping and or watching highlights on YouTube. Uh, we, we saw Franco Escobar come off for Ryan Hollingshead in that one. And by the way, Mahala came off for Gareth Bale. Mahala, talk <laughs> about people that are living pinch me moments right now. 
Hey, Mahala, we need you to come out so we can put Gareth Bale in the game. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, hey uh, mom, uh, okay. mom, I'm starting over Gareth Bale today. It's not going to happen much longer, mom. So please make sure you watch this match. But I'm starting over Gareth. Oh my God, Mahala! Can you imagine? Can we just going back in time? the The story is right. The and and maybe this is becoming a little bit more myth than actual fact at this point. But the story is literally that Mahala wound up staying with LAFC to train during COVID because, look, there are several reasons. One, maybe he couldn't get back home or maybe it was safer than in Ghana or whatever it might be, right? LAFC chose, no, 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 stay with us, train with us. And then all of a sudden, Mahala gets offered a contract. All of a sudden, Mahala's starting and scoring goals in the Champions League. Like, this kid is, and he is a kid still, this kid is living a charmed life right now, all because of what we believe to be COVID circumstances. And here he is starting for now over Gareth freaking Bale. This is unbelievable to me. So he comes off in the 65th minute. But getting back to what I was mentioning before, what Chris was talking to us about, for all of you that saw the broadcast, you definitely saw Franco Escobar pissed. He was pissed when he came up threw his jersey down got all upset said lots of words that we don't say here on defenders of the bank unless philly has to bleep him out <laughs> but that being said sure blame philly what i mean you've you've already hashtag blame philly uh that's not a trend don't start you it. uh do not start that trend chris mentioned that after the match and and after an event that we'll talk about in just a little bit in the scarf minute i can't believe it happened in the scarf minute but that's okay after the match Franco Escobar was one of the first players over to the teammates, celebrating, getting into the win. And so for all of you that saw him get real pissed, yeah, he got real pissed. And you know what? We all get pissed if we want to keep playing, even though it's 100 degrees and now we can go shower. doesn't matter. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to be out there with his boys on the pitch, playing, contributing to the win. So look, give cut Franco Escobar a little bit of slack. He was a little pissed, but that's okay. In the 66th, Chicho firing one high. And in the 68th, I just didn't like this foul by Cheeky Palacios in the corner. Uh, basically a free kick that Maxime Cropo had to punch away. And then, Philly, something we don't see very often in the 71st, huh? No, an awful giveaway by Carlos Vela leads to a tactical, I mean, if that's what you want to call it, a tactical yellow card sure. on the captain himself. Yep. You don't see Carlos Vela turning that ball over. He is as calm as it gets being on the ball, and he him turning the ball over, um... You know, people want to say, like, he disappeared in the game. No, I'm not going to say he did because he really did contribute to that first goal. He was the one who got the ball over to Mahalo, who got the ball over to Chicho Arango. That led to the first goal. But And, and apparently I don't know how secondary assists in Major League Soccer were because he didn't get one on that play. And I have no idea why you wouldn't get one on that play. But, but, but you cannot deny the fact that that ball came through him in the midfield. And had he not connected with Mahalo, I mean, Mahalo, I think you and I would have been yeah. able to connect with Chicho Arango on that, but it was Carlos Vela that did the work on that play. Yeah. So he wasn't as MIA as you would think. But yeah, in the first half, he was. Second half, he wasn't. He got a contributing assist, but he got a yellow card, a tactical one. <laughs> yeah, it it was it was a bad foul after an even worse giveaway. We took a water break in the 73rd minute after Eddie Segura and Cameron Duke came together. And all I cared about was Eddie Segura's knee. 
but I, I've got a note after the 73rd minute, and uh, good old Scarf Stradamus here really picking off the low-hanging fruit on this one. <laughs> I said there is going to be a lot of stoppage time in this half after we had the injury with Kellen Acosta. We had Eddie Segura down for a while. We had the subs that were happening. We had a goal celebration. So 73 minutes in, I'm already thinking there's going to be a lot of stoppage time, and just you wait to see how we get in for there, uh, to get into that. But how about... How about Latif Blessing in the 78th minute, Philly, coming into the match for Carlos Vela? We talked about how we had one striker on the bench. His name is Gareth Bale. He came in in the 65th. So Latif Blessing coming on for Carlos means Latif, the former Golden Boot winner in Ghana's first division, comes on finally to play striker for LAFC. They don't call you the best color man in the business for nothing. Yeah, I mean, I was I, I had a brain fart for a second. That was that was really really interesting turn of events. Uh, I mean, what, <laughs> what's what's the concern there? We just no, there was no concern. It's just he he because he's played left back, he's played I midfield, mean, yeah, yes, he's, he's played, literally played every position but keeper, and now he's he's back playing striker, his old position in the in the super in the first division of. of I'm really they never by the way. His his old club never messaged me back on Facebook. I've been trying to get a jersey from them from forever. So good luck fitting into it. Yeah, actually, hey, I, I, I not th- one of his jerseys, man. Oh, but at the rate you're going, you could. I mean, look, here's the deal. <laughs> Latif Blessing has not really contributed offensively the way he has in past seasons. He has not. He really is not. You said he was a golden boot. That's why I was surprised that he's coming in at striker. Well, that would have been a good thing because he hasn't really been in a situation to have the opportunity to score. Look, Latif Blessing, when he's inside the box, he's erratic. He's kind of an erratic player to begin with, but he causes a lot of chaos and a lot of damage. And there's nobody in the midfield that I would trust to gain back possession, uh, whether it was a turnover or not, then Latif Blessing. But... I don't have the lack of confidence with him playing as a forward because at the end of the day, the one player that we do have that can find the back of the net is this Welsh dude named Gareth Bale. Yeah, look. Let's all raise our ales for Gareth Bale. What what I loved in the 81st minute, right before the the moment that we're about to talk about, was a corner for SKC that they couldn't get anything off of. And Daniel Shallowy just went bull in a china shop through the middle and on Gareth Bale, took him out. And Maxime Cropot went right over to Daniel Shallowy and said, hey, that was a really great play. Don't ever do it again. I will bury you. Right. And I just I loved how Max immediately came to the aid, because if you go back and watch that replay again, all he did was kind of target and take out uh, Gareth Bale. I know the play looked like it was being run for him, but still the recklessness in which he took out Gareth Bale wasn't great. Uh, Murray with more great one V one defending after Ryan Hollingshead uh, got beat on his side. And you can bet Franco Escobar was watching that going. But Philly, that's the 82nd minute. The 83rd minute, as I like to call, look, if anything happens in the 80th minute, we call that the Philly minute. On the back of Philly's jersey, it's an 80. Why is it an 80, Philly? The year I was born. There you go. And so for mine, it's you sounded sad about that. The world is a better place because you were born in Because you're reminding everybody that I'm older than you, and I don't like that. I mean, I don't need to remind people of that, but that's okay. In the 83rd minute, the scarf minute, lightning from the heavens. It's a scarf goal, and it's by Gareth freaking Bale. Are you kidding? Chicho Arango playing it ahead to Gareth Bale. That would be a goal and an assist 
for Chicho today. And from the right, he sneaks it by Pulse Camp. This is the one, Philly, that I think maybe if we've got Tim Melia in the game, maybe Melia gets a little bit more of this ball than Pulse Camp, although Pulse Camp nah. did get a hand nah. on it. I, I'm going to say these six words. Gareth Bale has scored for LAFC. I repeat, Gareth Bale has scored for LAFC. Philly, five years ago. Yes. When we sat down to start this pod in 2018. Good Lord. When we put down our ticket deposits in, I put mine down in 2015, I think. I don't know when you put yours down. Mm, 17. Would you have ever thought that on a podcast that we run on the 204th episode in the fifth season, You're being rather we specific. would be able to say Gareth Bale has scored for LAFC? Wait, wait. Yes. All right. <laughs> so there we go. I, I, I knew it all along, Scarf. I... I love I it. I knew it even before I met you that I, when we would meet that we would have we would welcome Gareth Bale with open arms and oh he would score God. in the minute that's associated with your birthday in his second game ever just, five years into the team's inception. I knew it all along. I oh, Gareth Bale has scored the fifteenth goal score. And again, that's the most important head on piece over. of it all. Fifteen goal scores for this team. Holy, <sighs> holy Albuquerque. Head on over to our Instagram page. Click on that link to donate to the Mofasio Futsal Field Fund. That's a lot of alliterative Fs. Uh, and donate if you can $15 for 15 goal scores. Why not? It seems like a great idea. Uh, in the 86th minute, Philly, that very well could have been a PK. Uh, from the push in the back by Eddie Segura. Nope. De definitely. They didn't call it. Don't get me wrong. They nope. didn't call it. And just when I thought we only had one midfielder who would actually see the field, and it was Latif Blessing, and he's not even on the field as a midfielder, we got the new guy coming in, Philly. That we do. We have the newcomer from Orlando City. It's It, it still blows my mind that John Thorrington had the wherewithal to put to pick up the phone and bring this guy on. We didn't necessarily need him, but we're going to utilize the heck out of him as a backup for yeah, our midfielders. You're absolutely right. He's not going to start. He may start in a game in which we need to give players a break, but having Seba come into this, and we're not talking about Ibiago, of course. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable. Again, he found his way out of the Orlando City lineup, the fifth highest paid player on the team. I like this kid so much, and granted, Dare I say, I already like him better than Pancho Janela. <laughs> I mean, was that a high bar to set there? I don't think it was. I like um, Ali better than, than well, Pancho Well, I mean, Janela. I think a lot of people like Ali better than Pancho Janela. Uh, Philly, let's talk about the 90th minute. Uh, I mean, what's what, what's to talk about? Gareth I mean, Bale should have had a brace. Oh, yeah, the chip that, that just went <laughs> slightly. Yeah, yeah, he should have had that. It was unfortunate that that wouldn't have been the case. Uh, I don't think Major League Soccer and the world and the millions and millions could have um, anticipated that to happen. Unfortunately, it went sideways. But 
I mean, he makes what, that ninety nine out of a hundred times. Yeah, no doubt. But like you know, it's funny. Like the um, the sideline official like puts up the the, the time for stoppage, and I'm oh. thinking to myself, what is this? Like the Romanian first division, <laughs> ten minutes of stoppage time? Are you freaking kidding me? This is almost comical. That's a quarter of the freaking half, practically. R- remind me, is it Rapid Bucharest? Is that your? Yeah. What's that? That's your club. Is it Stea? Was it Stawa? Stawa. There is Stawa. Well, right? I mean, Stawa is a very important team in the world of the uh, in, in history in terms of world football. Okay, hold on. We're, the, we're we're an hour and fifteen minutes in. Well, I will just say Stawa Bucharest is the first Eastern Bloc team to win the European Championship. Nineteen eighty six. They beat Barcelona. Their goalkeeper Helmut Dukadam <laughs> backstop stopped every single one of Barcelona's PKs after. The uh, after um, after extra time, Stawa Bucharest, nineteen eighty six. Watch those highlights. Eighty six is a great year, by the way. Let's go Mets. Uh, yeah. Uh, stoppage time was ten minutes long. Ten actual minutes, uh, and and really, Philly Sporting dominated those ten minutes for the most part. A great cross in the third minute by Sporting, and the header right at Max. So an easy save there for Max. And I really liked Zionis. Uh, for uh, for sporting as he came in in the fifth minute, fancy footwork by Tsionis. Absolutely put was that Ilya right? Absolutely put Ilya on the seat of his pants. It leads to a corner and the uh, the header misses wide from that corner, but again a well executed corner. We had Ryan Hollingshead getting a yellow for a bad foul on Johnny Soccer, and then in the eighth minute, Johnny Scotch. Okay, and in the eighth minute, tired legs in the box. The carom, the ball comes out to Tsionis. His shot well high. And then everyone was just done. After that shot went high and over the bar, you saw Sporting look at each other and go, "All right, it, it's hot. I, I want to go home. We got to see Gareth Bale score today. We're good." After ten minutes of stoppage, Philly, the sixth clean sheet on the season for one Maxime Cripo. It shouldn't come as a shock because in the last five games that Sporting Kansas City participated in. They were shut out three times. Yeah. In the five games that they'd participated in before this game against LAFC, they'd scored only three goals. Yeah. This is not a team that can score. No. Not a team that can score at all. 19 goals over the course of what? 20 plus games. Not good. This is a Shisa football team. Yeah. So no surprise there. Uh, LAFC just doing what they can. First versus worst and absolutely made things burst. The thing that's kind of cool, though, is this is only the second time in LAFC's history that they've ever won at Children's Mercy Park. And thankfully, they did it by Chicho Arango and, of course, Gareth Bale, our 15th goal scorer of the season. I have to double check, but if I'm not mistaken, that has to be a Major League Soccer record or very damn well near close to one 15 goal scores i mean it's it's incredible crazy it's it's definitely i I want to go back come come my lady i want to go wow crazy town feel my butterfly no i gareth bale baby it's isn't it you're my butterfly yeah whatever don't feel your butterfly that's a whole different podcast uh (laughs) that that being said uh, i i just i marvel at what lafc has been able to do this season both offensively and defensively the 22 goals that we have given up on the season, Philly, already top in the West, no matter what happens, there's still two more matches left to play, right? Austin plays, and uh, and is it Carson? Who plays? Atlanta. They play Atlanta yeah. United at Carson tomorrow. At- Atlanta United and Carson play tomorrow, and then yeah. who does Austin play? Doesn't Austin play tomorrow as well? Pretty sure Austin plays tomorrow. 
Austin plays. I can do this. I've got it. Come Survey on. says New York Red Bulls. There oh, we go. Austin plays too. the Red Bulls in Austin. And then, of course, Atlanta at Carson. So those are the two matches left. But no matter. Tickets are available for the low prices, $7.25. <laughs> and you get like free beer and all kinds of other stuff. Five and... free beers with your purchase of a $7 ticket. There you ticket. go. Uh, but that being said, no matter what happens, Philly, the 22 is the fewest in the entire Western Conference and only two teams. Philadelphia has only given up 15 goals on the season. That's a good team. And, and 21, I believe, for Red Bulls. So we, I hate that team. We could have sole possession, or and I think we'd still be tied with somebody else on 22 goals, but we've only given up 22 goals. Philly, are you kidding me? We've only given up 22 goals on the season. People aren't talking enough about this defense. We've played 21 games, surrendered 22 goals, and let's, I love round numbers, Philly. How about a plus 20? By the way, it's NYCFC, not Red Bulls, that have only given up 21. My apologies. Uh, how about a plus 20? On the on the season this year so far, plus twenty, absolutely incredible. We move our record to fourteen four and three, and of course, best in the West, best in MLS, still on top with forty five points now in the race for the West in the Supporter Shield. Yeah, absolutely love everything that we are doing, Austin. Of course, still to play tomorrow, so we'll see what happens in the West. But Philly, we were out possessed sixty forty. Didn't matter all that much Whatever. because it was the quality of the possession and the quality of the chances that mattered. You mentioned it. You mentioned it before as us being 10-0-0 because you did not want to let the cat out of the bag just yet. We are now 11-0-0 when we score first. And kind of a neat number. LAFC now five regular season goals away from 300. That's cool. That is cool. Philly, who's your man of the match? I mean, it's simple. A goal and an assist. It's Chicho freaking Arango, baby. I like it. I like it. Not my man of the match, however. And no, it's not going to be Gareth Bale because that's that's low hanging fruit. That's very low hanging fruit. But it I is. mean, look, Cheat Show again, seven out of seven goals in no, eight games. No, yours is a great choice. Assist uh, and, and a goal. I mean, he was great. He contributed heavily. He was he was, in my opinion, by far our best striker today, our best player on the front line. But I'm going to give my man of the match to Jesus David Murillo. Okay, I loved. Murray's 1v1 defending today. Ooh, that's that. I like that, that one. I loved Murray's 1v1 defending. He bailed out Ryan Hollingshead a couple of different times. He had just great 1v1 defending uh, all told throughout the match. And I think Murray is a player who is really starting to benefit from the master class by number 14, Giorgio Chiellini, both at practice and during the matches. Uh, I think Murray played an incredibly complete defensive game today. Yeah, there were still one or two moments when you're like, oh, there's Murray. But those moments are becoming far, far fewer and far between. And and they're becoming less lethal. There's no longer, at least there haven't been, that many stupid yellow cards. There haven't been that many times where he's taking an unnecessary chance anymore. He is becoming a much more complete defender. And I really do appreciate the the maturity, the maturation, if you will, He's getting better is what I'm saying. Jesus, David, Mario, my man of the match. Philly, we got a really fun match bank California Stadium happening on the 29th. Oh, my God. We are combating 
against Seattle Sounders on a Friday night, mind you, oh. which means the ability to tailgate won't be as great as it would be on that of like a Saturday or a Sunday. Correct. But that's kind of cool. We are welcoming in a fun weekend, and I think there's an Angel City game the day after. Yeah, there so. is, against so, Rose Lavelle and Megan Rapino. Baby, that should be fun too. But no, it's a good weekend at Bank of California Stadium. Look, again, best in the West, best in MLS. We're taking out teams, dispatching teams, uh, succeeding in every which way possible. I mean, this is, uh, again, we're living in hashtag pinch me moments. And it's fantastic. We don't have a clearly dominant player this season, which is something that we did have in 2019. You shut down Carlos Vela in 2019. For the most part, you shut down LAFC season. I mean, the guy had 34 goals last season. There's nobody on this team right now that is on track to do so, but we do have, thanks to Gareth Bale, 15 different goal scorers. If this, if there was ever a team that you can say is playing cohesively, it's this version of LAFC. It has been a joy to watch. We've seen, we've had so many heroes coming in. Our goalkeeping has been outstanding. Our backline has been outstanding. Our midfield has been tremendous, and the front line has shared the goal-scoring responsibility. I mean, we are a team of destiny, if I'm not mistaken. And look... This has to be the year in which we pull some type of silverware, some type of trophy, some type of hardware. It's It really is, at this point, MLS Cup or bust. We're going in to an interesting part of the season. We got Seattle looming. We got the All-Star game coming through where we did send a couple of players in there. Nobody in the skills competition, unfortunately. So yeah, that's it, a bummer, man. I was really, I Steve mean, Steve Carundolo, did you watch the video? Dude, playing the, the crossbar, crossbar challenge. Yeah, look, I mean, look, it would be really cool to see Carlos Vela in there again, but I think he was happy to. Uh, I mean, do you remember that Philly 2018? We're watching Carlos Vela and Wayne Rooney, Atlanta it, together Atlanta. on the pitch. I mean, I, I, there's that jersey, which I, you know, you have that. Then, yep. I mean, there's the 2019, like, Purple. Orlando jersey. Yep. And then there's the 2020 non-existent jersey because we had COVID. But it was the 2021 LA, LA jersey in which we did have an LA player score in Absolutely. the All-Star. You, I burped. In the All-Star game. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I, I hiccuped. Inner monologue with Philly. Yes. I love that. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's going to be a really fun match against Seattle. We we had the well, I had the pleasure of going up to Seattle to see the doubleheader that happened on the same day. It's uh, it's unfortunate that LAFC can't schedule that to happen on the same day. We've got Sounders on Friday, OL Rain on Saturday, but it's going to be a very very fun weekend in Philly. We get to go into the match riding a high, an incredibly complete. 2 nothing win. Yeah, we started out slow again, but you know what? We got uh, Sporting Kansas City's best shot. We took it. Uh, your, your buddies over in Kansas City, who you were texting back and forth with, weren't super happy about the result, but who they can got, blame but them? But they got to see Gareth Bale's first goal ever They got ever to see Gareth Bale score. Are you kidding? What a treat. I, you're sure, by the way, the ovation wasn't for Hollingside when he was coming in, right? You're sure uh, I would it? bet right. my left toe on that. Uh, which? You only have one? Yeah. Your left toe. Yeah. All right. Would you would you think I was going to bet something a little more uh, valuable? But you don't you have five? Never mind. All right, guys. Uh, counting toes with Philly will be his next podcast. My, I'm sorry, my left big toe. There it is. All right. I knew it was in there somewhere. Leave me alone, Scar. You guys, it's been 204 episodes. And for any of you that you stuck around this been long, an hour thank and 26 you. 26 minutes. Thank you so much. We got a couple of edits to make, but I think this was all in all a pretty successful episode. Thank you to our buddy Chris for sitting with us for this entire episode. And you know. 
how we like to end all of our episodes. We'll see you back for 205. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.